Are you ready? Can't crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you're really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom, bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody, power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crusher nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. That sounds horrible. <laughs> let me let me see if I can save it. Thank you. <laughs> a little bit better. I almost cracked too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I know. Welcome to oh. Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Mark Martinez. That is the co-host, Sir Michael Jenks. Jenks. What a whirlwind weekend. We have a lot to talk about in wrestling. We have uh, this is a podcast that guys. I dropped the ball this week. We do have Ask Can Crushers. I didn't watch a lot of wrestling. And we'll get to that. But, Jenks, how was your week? My week was good. Uh, busy. So, wrestling got really fit in there, like, uh, uh, very, very roughly. I'll tell you what, Friday night was spent just watching wrestling. So, I was trying to do a bunch of stuff for work. And worked overtime. I worked a couple days this week. Went down to... Uh, Southern Parts Unknown visit the girlfriend and attend a hot balloon affair. Uh, so that was kind of cool. My first time ever at the Thurston Classic that we have around these parts. Which, what was the fair crazy. called? So it's called the Thurston Classic. And basically every year they do a hot balloon, uh, hot air balloon event. Oh, cool. Festival for about four days. Uh, but night one, which is usually on a Thursday, is where they keep everybody on the ground, but they call them a night glow. So they will basically blow up the balloons, shoot off the flames in the balloons and just keep them on the ground to do things like synchronizing the songs and just to have a good time with them and kind of show off to the crowd in that. So we went down Thursday night. I went down to visit her. She lives in that area. So we went down, went to the classic and it was a, it was a pretty great time. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I need to get so, to that next year. There, yeah. That sounds amazing. It was pretty cool. Uh, this year they had a special, I guess a lot of these balloons are just owned by a lot of locals in the area. Um, there isn't an enormous amount. There was only eight this year, but they're still beautiful in their own right. But they had a special one, which was a seahorse. That was pretty sweet. Um, I have a picture with it. I think it's making its ways around the uh, socials with me tagged in it. But yeah, uh, it was fantastic. They did a little, they did a 21, I think they called it a 21 flame salute or 21 uh, air salute, something like that, because one of the organizers had passed away this past year. So what they ended up doing was they had his balloon up, and then the other balloons were taken down, but they'd still shoot the flames in the air to kind of signify that, you know, pay tribute to him. So I thought that was a pretty cool little tribute to him as well. I wasn't even uh, there, but, and I just got chills from it. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty, it was wonderful the way they were doing it. So, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, 
and it was a lot of fun and I think craziness. And it happened right after we had a brief scare in weather during the afternoon on Thursday because it was uh, tornado watches and stuff going up here in parts unknown. And it really hit that that southern parts unknown area. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, I was in Dubois, Pennsylvania all week for the Louisville Slugger Science Hitting Center and, you know, like the baseball camps and everything. And I'll let you finish your story. But Thursday, yeah. we saw that it was getting dark. We're like, oh, we might get some rain. Well, it drizzled and it blew a little bit. But I had to come home Thursday night for like real job stuff, take care of the pool, do some things, take a test and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm about five miles away from home and it, I was driving into a nuclear warfare zone. Then, <laughs> Like there was trees down everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the pool closed early because it was essentially cold and bad weather. By the time I got there though, electric was out all over town. Uh, yeah. It unbelievable damage in, in Ridgeway and Kersey and St. Mary's because I, I believe it it may have touched down down in the, like the valley a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm not confirming this, but people have told me that's what they heard. Uh, so I get on socials just as I'm getting ready to jump in the shower because I've been non-social media this week, which has been, by the way, amazing. Yet you know, if you're running a podcast and other notoriety things now it's not a good idea to not be on socials when things are going on but I get on uh, the old Facebook and I see that my dad's tree of 25 years they first planted it when they moved into their house this that and the other thing is laying across the road and nobody can get in or out because there's only one way in and out of his whole street and that's it's that road I'm like, oh shit! I should, I should have called. I should have. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? We got it. We got it. I'm like, good. Well, we just cut it and threw it, but we need to move it in the next couple days or whatever. I'm like, when are you thinking? Well, when are you coming up? Um, next Wednesday, maybe. <laughs> He's like, we need to do it before then. I'm like, yeah, don't count me in because I. I don't know. I honestly, before we started recording, guys, I asked Jenks, I'm like, is it Sunday? Yeah, it's yeah. Sunday. It, it's been a whirlwind week, so go ahead. Uh, hope everybody's all right that's listening out there. I know some people that are just getting electric back like two-day Sunday. Um, craziness. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here it wasn't. So in my neck of the woods, I uh, – oh, my God. I just saw that. Um We'll get to that later. But, uh, <laughs> in my neck of the woods. More on that. More on that. But in my neck of the woods, it actually didn't do a damn thing. So we had gray skies, and you could hear the storm rolling through, but it was three miles south of where I'm at. And what's interesting is I'm essentially protected by a lake. Yeah. The lake does a lot of protection for us in this part of Pennsylvania. So with that being said, usually when it hits the interstate, that's where you see the heavier snow falls, 
worse rainstorm, things of that nature. And that's what's exactly happened. So being about three, four miles away from that, you could hear everything, but you didn't see anything. And I'm following the weather and I'm hearing about hail, quarter size hail, lightning strikes, trees down, wind going through, uh, in Southern parts unknown. I was talking about, they got hit hard with the storm as well. It even sent my girlfriend home from work early because nobody wanted to be out in the rain. Nobody wanted to deal with this stuff. Nobody wanted to deal with the weather. So they're like, well, get out of here before it gets really bad. So they sent her home early. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty bad in these neck of the woods for at least a hot minute for about an hour. And then I'm surprised it cleared up and a lot of things dried out so that, you know, they could have the event down in Southern parts unknown. So it was an eventful week for sure for me. Yeah. But, uh, before I ask you how your week was, because we know you've had a chaotic week. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Thank you. So let's wish you that. Happy Father's Day. I know you're a proud papa, so happy Father's Day. And how was your week? Well, I, I echo that. Happy Father's Day to everybody listening out there. And thank you all. Um, yeah, uh, Ethan woke up and as we, they went to Duncan, they're like, your present's coming. I'm like, I'm not going to be here. So whatever. I don't know where it's coming. It must be coming from Guam or something. Whatever. <laughs> it's not what it's about. He's my Father's Day gift every day of the year. Um, yeah. And it's. I'm not saying that. Jenks, you can, you can help me out here. I'm not saying that just for today. He really is. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's true. My week has been amazing, yet it has caught up to me. It, it has been wake up in the morning, head out to to do boys for baseball, head out to do boys for softball, stay for late games, come back, roll back around, and yes, there may have been a, a couple beverages here or there, nothing to worry about. I, I'm not condoning anything, and I'm not throwing myself under the bus. Um, I never got drunk, but you, you understand where I'm going with this. Don't do it. Uh, so essentially what I was part of this week was the Keith Miller Memorial Invitational Tournament slash baseball softball camps, uh, with Chad Miller, our friend, um, from OVW, but essentially more from, um, his Louisville Slugger Science Center that he is the founder, co-owner of and everything. Man, what an amazing turnout. Um... We we had the the kids from Monday through Thursday in the camps, softball in the morning and baseball in the afternoon, and the boys were good, like they're really good, you know, great athletes. But when we started doing um like games and everything, man, are the girls competitive, and we're talking yeah. from. You know, eight to fourteen, and they were just bringing it. It was unbelievable. The talent, Jenks. I love baseball. You know how much I love baseball. Yeah, softball might be my new sport, though. Like just seeing the talent of these girls, and actually deep diving into watching the College World Series more and more this year. It is a faster game. Like, it's mm -hmm. 60 feet. That ball's coming in. Wow. Uh, just seeing 
that and then rolling into like the high school all-star games between the boys and the girls and then there's a skills event and a home run derby and yeah that was that part of the week so the baseball part was cool too then Chad and I come together and things are on the up and up and this could lead to more uh more on that later when it happens later 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 but uh, we started our own internet radio station Monday. <laughs> so very busy week and very eventful. Yeah, this is monumental. So yeah, let's get the deets. Yeah, so some whatever deets you can details you can provide now. Let's let's hear. Everything's dropped off. This was talked about. We're not sure. Some things happened, and he's like. You know that that radio? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what are you thinking? He's like, I'm thinking you're going to start it today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm either going to help you at camp or I'm going to excuse myself to the press box and and do the radio station. He's like, six of one, half a dozen of the other. You have to know Chad. So I'm like, oh, this means I'm doing this and I'm going to do the radio station at night. Now, remember, this is my, from real job, shoot job, this is my vacation. Volunteer, you know, I don't want pats on the back. I don't want any of that. That's not what it's about. It was about the kids. Mm -hmm. So I thought, go down, help with camp, get home, you know, 6, 7 o'clock, have some dinners with the family, maybe go get some ice cream, this, that, and the other thing. No, 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 I'm all in. Because now he says to do this, and now I'm up until this time I'm reaching out to um, Stephanie Green that has a Can Crusher spotlight when she was with OVW. Now she's transitioned into the Louisville Slugger Science Center. She's media relations too. I'm talking to her. We're getting all this stuff. We're passing things back and forth on phones and emails and pigeons are flying stuff from Louisville up to here and da 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 da. So they're later nights, but I didn't know about it for the first five nights. Night six hits and I'm like, have I slept? What have I eaten much? What's going on? But that's the drive. That's the yeah. you know that's the drive and the whole thing about it. So the deets are are the it, uh, it's called Slugger Sports Network. It's on Live Three Sixty Five. Um, I will share the link. This weekend was a clear trial by fire. We had the, the boys game on, we had the girls game on, we had the skills event on, and if you're listening to this to Sunday, you can check out at 5 o'clock, I'll be dropping in live on there for the youth championship game uh, baseball of the Keith Miller Memorial Invitational. So after we get done doing this, editing this, back to Dubois I go to get set up for the youth baseball game. And then, yeah, it, it, it's been awesome. Also on there playing all the time because it's non-music. It's baseball tips. It's baseball heavy. Um, Chad's uh, Slugger Science Todays play on there all the time. There's a college game on there, the Wooden Bat College oh. League of the Louisville Jockeys, the team that Chad owns. And just a spoiler, there'll be – podcasts getting dropped on there there will be interviews with MLB players minor league baseball players independent players 
college players, everything that Chad has, he's sending my way. So, um, yeah, you're going to hear a lot of me on Slugger Sports Network on Live 365. And the cool thing about it is, as we found out this week, it's very easy to move. Uh, it's ran essentially from my phone, and I can take my computer and my board and end up in Peoria, Illinois. I can end up in Olean, New York. I could possibly be in Santa Monica, California. Shit, if I have to, and where it's going to be baseball in Alaska, apparently, we may be going there as well. So anywhere that there's a tournament, something like that, yeah. And the cool note, the cool note is uh, some of the high school coaches that I know have already said, hmm, I know where you're going with this, and they're completely right. They know where I'm going with this. It won't just be baseball or softball, folks. It will be from when school's back in session up here. It will be every sport to showcase kids, yeah. essentially, because there's a lack, and yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah, and even going off that point, Mark, the lack of thereof, the ones that are spotlighted are the bigger prospects. So this is helping get exposure for those kids that might not be as well known around the nation and on recruiting boards or anything along that nature. So it sounds pretty awesome. It is. It, it It's an opportunity that literally fell into my lap because somebody dropped the ball. And Chad's like, all right. So I've created some content. I'm going to pat myself on the back here. And he's like, you created that jingle, that commercial, and you know everything in like three minutes. He's like, and I love it. I'm like, that's my nerd stuff, dude. That's, of course. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's what it's about. I'm like, covering yeah. the games and everything is fun. I said, I like the back end of it. He's like, I know. He's like, you're a complete nerd. I'm like, thanks. That's that's a compliment to me. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Doesn't it feel awesome that the stuff you nerd out about is becoming, is almost coming to a passion and to a front, and it's really taking, uh, shape and form that you can be heavily involved in and just nerd out completely. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it really is. It, like he asked me, he's like, why did you put that in there? And if you listen to live 365, when you hear his jingle, he's like, what does that do? I'm like, listen to the final product. He's like, well, I want you to send it to the GM too. So we can all listen to it at the same time. I'm like, why don't I just zoom her, you idiot? Uh, and you have to realize that me and Chad have a complete brother uh, because he's he's a, the owner of a company that I don't want people to think, oh, wow, you really hate Chad. No, it's a brother relationship. So we zoom in, you know, the GM, and we're, like, all listening to it, and he's like, oh, I get it now. I'm like, yeah. He's like, because I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, yeah, it just it's a separation thing. He's like, it's yeah. good. <laughs> so... Check them out all out on Live 365. When you, it's a free app, guys. By the way, I forgot to tell you that it's free. There's you don't have to sign up. It's not a, a subscription or anything. Download the app on your phone. It's called Live 365. Type in Slugger Sports Network, and you'll get all the content that we have available right now. Um, there's a lot in the hopper that is date sensitive that will be released when it's. You know, released, we'll throw it up there, and be prepared. Like I said, I already have, I know I will be up, this is going to sound weird, 
around your girlfriend's area um, mm. the beginning, middle of July for the Pennsylvania Legion sectionals to be covering okay. all of that. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, so maybe I need to uh, pop by and see you. And do a game with me? Yeah. Um, because I'll be sleeping yeah, in my car all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And if you're listening, you're a big fan of sports as well. Um, contact me at mmartinez at sluggerscience.com. We can talk about sponsorship availabilities as well. Very nice. You know it's serious when I already have an email. Like yeah, three days serious. in. Yeah, you're, you're fully you're fully invested at this point. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that's been my week. Uh, Jenks, we went through this uh, when we worked for the Parts Unknown Seawolves. Like, the first week of it, you kind of, you lose your footing for a little bit to get back into the realm of a baseball life uh, is a little bit different. It really is. It's early morning until early the next morning, half the time. But then you become a custom of it. I've been living the garbage life for eight years, where it's early morning, take a nap in the afternoon, Ride it out, go back to sleep. This is not, but once you get accustomed to it, you just roll with it. You know, your four hours yeah. of sleep gets you through. Everybody stumbles in in the morning. That's what I was feeling like for the first couple of days. I'm like, oh man, I don't, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm ready to go. I can't wait to head back to Dubois to do this game, throw it back online, da 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 da. And yeah, uh, Kel even said, you guys, if you know who Kelly is, and this is the first ever episode you listen to, she's like, I see a difference. There's something going on with you. And I'm like, yeah, I do too. The the downfall is I got to throw garbage tomorrow at some point, I think. <laughs> at some point. But hey, the fire's back. And that's that's what's important. Yeah, it, it really is. Again. It's burning, oh, yeah. dude. It's burning. That is awesome. All I'm right. so happy for you. So that's 22 minutes of our lives. And Mark's passion project. Let's do it. Yeah, and a passion project for sure. So uh, we're only going to have two segments, folks. Legit. Uh, second segment's probably going to be really long. So let's dive into um, – we're not breaking down the shows, by the way, either this week, guys. Um, yeah. Let's dive into the breaking news in professional wrestling. I don't know if there's any, right, Jenks? Nothing really happened no, this week. Nothing, nothing important that would change the landscape of professional wrestling has happened yet. So, man, it's been a boring week. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, guys. We understand. We, I actually did have a ton of emails about this, so this is just a whole segment within itself. Yeah. Jenks, honestly, the days, I don't know the timeline of the days because I was reading this as it rolls out, so... If you want to throw in the days of when this is released, cool, help me out. Um, that's where I, earlier in the podcast, I said I dropped the ball because I have notes. But Vince McMahon, man, hush money. And I'll say it because I've read several different, and I'm looping all these into one thing, and then we'll talk about it in general. I've read now that it's Rosa Mendez. Really? Yeah. Uh, see, I didn't hear that part. 
that I, that just I mean, no confirmation yet. Of course, that's not going to be out. But you know, some people talk in wrestling and through a couple of the ones that I've read, and I mean a couple, um, they're saying it's Rosa Mendez. Wow. Yeah. Now, because I think when I read this, and I just pulled up an article from CNBC, is this apparently happened after 2019? It went on for a couple of years or something like that, or he paid her in 2019 for it. So if Maybe. she was working in a backstage role at that point, we're doing stuff with the company at that point. That could very well be it. Yeah. Or, or maybe she, when she was, and I, again, I'm not saying it was her. So don't come at right. me. This is just right. Right. some of the things I saw. Jenks isn't saying that either. This is just some of the no, things we God saw. No. Um, Maybe she was quiet herself. I, I'm. This is all speculation for that time when she was away. But maybe she got pissed, and you know, this something came up with her. And Vince, it, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. But <sighs> what are your true thoughts? And we're all talking about hush money with Vince. Vince essentially stepping down as CEO, CEO, and then Stephanie, who bailed about a month ago and now is interim CEO. Jenks, I want your whole thoughts without talking about Friday night yet, because that should be a different topic within itself. I was going to ask that because that kind of sullied my thoughts a little bit, but um, this all started, this all started coming out Wednesday, looking at the timeline and it just unfolded from there to say, I am surprised it happened would be, absolutely false now this let's be honest with ourselves vince mcmahon is probably one of not a decent human beings i don't want to say he's one of the worst but he is definitely not one of the greatest human beings that ever lived um there's a reason he's gotten to where he's gotten from and some of the things that have happened over the years you go back to steroids you can go back to things about with Sable, when that loss would happen, you could go across the board um, with his depravity on TV and that. So this whole story happening, not shocking in the least bit that he paid hush money for this. Um, overall, it's just another black eye for WWE. And they keep taking hits upon hits lately. There's a lot of things that I've seen that it's just like when it, it just feels like a never ending stream of hopelessness is coming from that company in the aspect of, you know, leadership and things that have been transpiring and you're hearing uh, God sneaky behavior. This is just the epitome of it. One of the things I've always gone back to in my life and in my thinking is from, if you remember, and remember the Titans movie, and this is a jumping across the board, but it's saying, I think it speaks to the situation is one of the famous lines is attitude reflects leadership. Yep. Everything we've heard coming out of WWE in recent months for years now, it all goes back up to the CEO Vince McMahon, because this is behavior he perpetuates throughout his company on a daily basis. And this is just another 
example of that. And that, to me, is one of the most disgusting statements to be made because this, me being not shocked by this, speaks to what this company has become and the depravity in the company from the top down. And I know this isn't the first example of it, and sure it's happening at other levels of the company, but I'm also sure there's good people in that company. But this again just shows the lack of I don't know if it's awareness, the lack of caring, the lack of it's just being out of touch. Being out of touch. It's something. And it's just unreal that again there's more and more coming out of this. And what was it last week? They were under investigation or I think I there was some other investigation going on. Well, and I have, then this came out. Yeah. There's so much happening over the past couple months. But I I think it just speaks to the depravity of this whole situation and the whole the way the company is run. And this is just another disgusting example of it. The other one that you're talking about that everybody believes is linked to this as well is Kevin Dunn sold trillions of dollars of his shares. Yeah. So he's being looked at as um, kind of insider trading now, knowing that a lawsuit on Vince for $3 million was going to be coming just because of that inept enormity. Um Things get leaked. You, uh, one of a lawyer can talk to another lawyer, and it gets back to you, or you know, however yeah. that whole. And again, Jenks and I are not lawyers, so don't come at no, us. But uh, yeah, but it gets around to you when it's that big. It gets around to you before it becomes public, and everybody else knows, or uh, stocks and this, and you know, the market knows. So Dunn sold. A lot, a lot of his stocks and made a ton of money over that. Um, that's the whole Enron thing. And, you know, if you don't know what Enron is, check that out. That's probably well before some of you's times and some of you forgotten about it. But, um, yeah, so they're being looked at for that. And it's funny that Steph was stepping away for issues upon her own and now – did she know this was coming to get away from it? But I, I guess your family first, right? No matter what, at least that it's what it is in my life, at least. But Vince says, Steph, I really need you at this time to come in and be, you know, interim because I can't have Mark and Jenks running it or, you know, Anybody that we could name, you know, just pretending and trying to keep this funny but serious. Who who else? I mean, is Shane tied into this? Why wouldn't he bring Shane back? Why wouldn't he give it to Triple H? Well, hopefully he didn't give it to Triple H because of health issues and not to throw um, more stress on him and whatever. You know that he had a say in that it was going to be Steph getting this because why didn't they yeah. name Nick Khan then? Or, you yeah. know, there, there's a there's a host of people that he could have named that are kind of in his no AEW pun here because it just ran into my head. No inner circle, you know, it, pun. But you know, there's somebody in his inner circle that he has to trust. And who more than family, 
right? So Steph has to slide back in. Is she happy with it? That's not out yet. But it could this be now the selling point? The W the, the McMahons get out. Will they lose? I don't know if they'll lose, so to speak, money, but they're going to be down. Are they going to be able to rebound? They rebound from steroids. They'll be able to rebound in time. Um, but maybe this is where Peacock comes in or Fox comes in and says, get away. You guys have tarnished it. Here's shut your own mouth money. Get away from the business before you go bankrupt or you lose everything that you do have. Because if this comes, if this really goes and it becomes a, a, a defamation case that we just saw of people shitting on beds and things like that, um, this could get ugly. There could be a lot of people coming out of the woodwork for this. I wouldn't think Vince would want this to go to trial. No, it, he definitely doesn't want it to go to trial. Um, with things going on and let's, let's go back here. So the $3 million that they're talking about was hush money. That's already been paid. I believe it's already spent, been paid off. Probably spent, spent paid off. Everything's done with it. Um, you know, I'm looking at this. I, I want to go back to your point about Steph leaving in that. I think at the time, obviously this had basically come to the woodwork. It, it was probably internally known by the board and that at the time. And I think other lawsuits have brought it to the surface. And the one thing I think that's why, and this is me speculating, don't think I know anything about this, but I think that could be why Steph left a month ago. Cause we didn't hear about what was causing her to step away. She said it was family related. This is family related, whether you want it to be or not. Oh yeah. And so this would have been, her just being, listen, man, I'm done with it. I'm done with everything you're doing here. Trips is going to be still working for you. Her Triple H is still going to work for him. I mean, he's probably just doing his own stuff with the talent. He wants nothing to do with, you know, running a company in that. And I think the necessity pushed for Vince to say, you need to come back and just take this over. Because I think to that point, Mark, if this was a Nick Khan takeover, if he would have become the interim CEO, I think he would have pushed to have the company sold by the end of the year. Agreed. And, it would never, and I think that's one thing that Vince and maybe the board were like, we don't want that to happen. I don't know if the board was in on it, but I think Vince definitely said, listen, can we just put Seth back in the role? So I, I agree with you in that aspect. I want to see where this goes. In the sense of, I just feel like, and this is me speculating again, but I just have this bad feeling that the empire is starting to crumble. And what was the classic line back in when they revealed Steph as the ECW owner, I'm doing air quotes, back in the invasion angle? The sins of the father paid by all of us. And I think you're seeing that here. Um, and I was paraphrased, but I think you're kind of seeing that kind of uh, develop here is things that Vince McMahon has done are finally coming back and it's biting everyone in the company's ass, no matter who it is. Yeah, I, I agree. 
I completely agree. Um, again, reading during games and everything real quick, a lot of people were expecting Vince to send out an apology to the fans in this, that, and the other thing. I'll say this on my part. This isn't where... To me, Vince doesn't have to apologize. Everybody can have their own thoughts. If it's what we think it is, and the hush money of being Rosa, and we'll leave it at that, um, I think he's got to only apologize to a few people, and it's family members. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do I need Vince to say I'm sorry? And again, this is all speculation. Do I need Vince to say sorry, Mark Martinez, because I slept with somebody beside my wife? No, dude, that's that's personal. Um, yeah. At one point in the week, I thought, we'll touch on this, and then we'll yeah. just move along. Because, again, it is personal. But it's a public, it, it, it's a public business. And then the more and more came out, and the more and more that you guys dropped some emails of our thoughts, I'm like, this is bigger. This is bigger than I thought. And I kind of deep dove uh, during one game and found out, I'm like, holy moly. Like, I give Jinx $5 hush money every once in a while. No, it's... A- <laughs> <laughs> it's... But to your point, Mark, it's... This is a lot bigger, but I... I agree with you. This is his only apology needs to come to his family because that's the ones he's heard in this whole thing and the individual involved. Oh if, yeah, I agree there if, too. Yeah. Um, but I also say that ethically that's where the question comes in for the business side of the house, but you're right. He doesn't owe the audience an apology because we're really just watching the product. He's perpetuating on screen and putting on screen. But let's roll let's roll this out get ready everybody is gonna say oh my god you guys cuss so much why the fuck did he come out friday for what you want my answer if you're gonna no i'm gonna give you mine first all right if you're gonna come out and maybe you know you have i don't know what the 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 numbers were nor do i even care but i'm just saying you have a Kajillion people watching because this is now on TV, and if you're a fan, you know about it. Do you do you touch on it? Do you don't touch on it? Your best thing was not to come out and then to make uh, now, then, forever together, da 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 thing. You're out of touch, man. Stay off. In my opinion, stay off TV. You you are so. This isn't the time. You looked goofier coming out than the Red Rooster. You you just unbelievable, stupid for doing that. In my opinion. Yeah. So I thought that whole after watching it, because I'm like, I gotta see what he's gonna do because. You know this is going one of two ways. Maybe he's going to be very sincere and address the situation, or he's going to be Vince McMahon with the grapefruit sides nuts at this point. But let me and, let me stop you a second. Uh, you, you you have to imagine the lawyers were shitting themselves, saying, "What is it?" Because this could oh, go. Yeah. 
I think either statement that he would have said about what's going on would have take been taken the opposite way. So the lawyers are probably like, what is he doing? Yeah. Why is he on TV? Right. Go ahead. And I'm going to say to that, he did the latter grapefruit size nuts instead of this in the most Vince McMahon way possible. And here's why I say that. You've literally had the news job that you are no longer CEO at this time. It's interim, obviously. But you're no longer CEO. This whole lawsuit's coming out. We're hearing reports happening. And he's probably getting calls from Peacock, from Fox, NBC Universal. Like, what the hell is going on? What are you doing? Things of that nature. What did he do? He went out there on live TV, got whether it was piped in or not, cheers when he walked out there, stood there for three seconds in the ring, said, now together forever, whatever the tagline is, and then said, welcome to SmackDown. That was the biggest case, in my opinion, the biggest case of an ego stroke I've ever seen in my life. And I can't remember if I was texting with Cody or not about this when it happened, but I know I had the thought sleep through my mind. He just said the biggest F you to the board of directors and to anyone involved in anything. And that's why he did it. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Yep. And I'm thinking it was wrong, but that's why he did it. Because he could. He didn't have to say anything, but he could ignore it on national TV, still get cheers. There are people bowing in the stands to the man as it was. But he went out there for his ego stroke he walked right back into the back and that's why he did it on friday night this is legitimately the only reason i could think of that he did it was to have that stroke of ego yeah reports just to back that up reports are that you know gave up ceo but not creative control so rolling in to friday script thrown away rewritten and then changed at like 7.30 is what I've read. That it was yeah. changed at 7.30, 30 minutes prior. He posts it, and nobody knew until 7.30 that he was going out first. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I honestly, I, like even our creative control, he's going to be around WWE, okay? And I understand... Yeah. It's still his, da 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 da, and all of that. But I think the creative control should have been taken away from him as well because of that. Because yeah. he can, and you may see him more during this investigation. Because if he wants to be at nine o'clock on Raw on Monday, he's going to write himself in. Yeah. And who's going to say no? You can still get fired from him. Yeah. And if you're afraid of the entire family and think, oh, Stephanie's going to do anything that he asks for to do, then you're afraid to speak up and say no. But again, well, let's go back. Well, let's take it back. Let's go back to when CM Punk called Laurinaitis and we can throw Kevin Dunn in there, his yes men way back in the day. He's back to having those yes men in his back pocket. So if you say something bad against the boss or you tell him you shouldn't be doing this, they're going to say, no, you go ahead and do it. Yeah. But let's 
<laughs> the way it seems now and the way things have played out, Laurinaitis will probably be a fall guy in this whole thing. Kevin Dunn may end up being one as well by the end of it. We just don't know where this all shakes out. There's no loyalty in corporate America. No. And whether you want to consider WrestleMania, wrestling, the WWE, uh, something different, it's not. It's corporate America. It's a publicly traded company. That's why they lean more into the entertainment aspect because that's what Fox and that's what USA want. They want entertainment versus a wrestling product. And you could say they had more liberties when they weren't with Peacock. They weren't in deep with NBC Universal. They weren't in deep selling to Fox because they could take it to a wrestling company. Now, Vince does limit what they can and can't do, I think. because Wholeheartedly, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, but I think it necessitates that the whole entertainment factor is now that's the focus of the company because it's corporate America and that's what's best for business. They have to keep their investors, Fox, NBC Universal, who they have deals with, happy. Now, it seems like they're keeping Fox more happy than NBC Universal, but that's my perspective on the outside with limited knowledge of the industry. And I'll say that. I'm coming at it from a fan perspective and just showing, saying what I'm observing. So to me, it, I think it's just, it's a necessity. It's their necessity. This is corporate America. Johnny Ace, Kevin Dunn, there's going to be a lot of dominoes that fall. And we've seen it over the past several months. There's people leaving the company. There's things shifting. Um, the whole Shane thing in the beginning of 2022, this has been a tumultuous year for Vince McMahon and the WWE. And we're only six just, months in. We're only six months in. What's the back half of this year going to do to what this company is? Is our prediction, because I think one of us had the prediction last year, WWE being sold by the end of 2022 going to come to fruition because it just seems that way now. There might not be another choice except for Vince McMahon to step away as CEO, owner, and sell off those uh, majority sales, uh, majority stocks in the company. I don't know why I said sales, but majority stocks in the company to someone else like a Fox, like NBC Universal, wherever they land. Yeah. Uh, I will throw this out there because one of the questions, and I'm sure we can answer this with one word. One of the questions that we got in this week, um, and I don't even know who wrote it, but somebody wrote it, of course, um, is this Hush Money thing a storyline for WWE? Because look at what their AEW is doing with MJF. Uh, two big different stories there, folks. Yeah. CNN is not going to be posting um, storylines. Yeah. yeah. They're going to deep dive. They're going to make sure they solidify that it's Real news and, and, you know, somebody at WWE is going to say, yeah, this shit's going on or they won't answer in the if they don't answer that essentially is saying, yeah, we can't say anything right now. It's yeah, it, this is not a storyline. This is no way a storyline in professional wrestling. Forbes isn't going to post it. CNN's not going to post it. Places like that, noteworthy news channels. Yeah, we'll post stuff, but yeah. it, this is not a storyline. WWE is hurting right now. Um, looking back, Jenks, and we'll wrap this one up so we can get into the questions from the fans. 
I want you now to go back to a little Jinx, and we're going to go back to a little Mark. This is what we grew up with, the McMahons and everything. You know, have them be um, a slime ball and, you know, the stories that have leaked out and everything. This hurts a little bit, though, because this is going to shift what we know, the product that we grew, grew up with when we were first getting in it with the Repo Man, da, 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 the 80s wrestling content to now. Yes, it's changed, but there's always been something that still brings me back to the past. This is yeah. weird. This is a weird moment for me as a fan because I I feel bad. I know Vince, to me, is a slime ball, and mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. What this is going to be like a company, and I know there's been companies that have been a lot longer than WWE, but this one is huge to me. I'm like, this shit's going to change. This is a fan. I'm like worried and wondering like, wow, I could see the closing of WWE in my lifetime from the McMahons to again, any of those other companies that we, uh, we've mentioned. It's not life-altering to me. Like, I'm not going to go, oh, man, my life's over. But it's just, I didn't expect to see that. I just thought it was going to be handed down to, essentially, Trips and uh, Steph's kids at some point. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, to me, this is the closest WWE has been out of business since the Attitude Area. And I'm not, and yeah, they could be sold, but it's just never going to be the same if it's sold. Let's be honest. I don't it think. Won't. Yeah. And to be honest, the only true players in it right now are not people that you would associate with wrestling. So there are people you associate with entertainment and that's where the company will go. So I, I think we're looking at the end of the era that we're accustomed to. And that's professional wrestling within WWE. It will still be a wrestling company to an extent, but it'll be an entertainment company through and through. Um, when I look back, yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought Vince was a slime ball and a jackass for a long time now. But when I look back at my childhood, seeing the larger than life characters, see what it became and still enjoying it through, you know, ruthless aggression and when they started taking people's safety more or less more seriously without headshots and things of that nature, it was understandable changes to the product to protect the performers to an extent. Over the past couple of years, we've seen it really dwindle in the wrestling quality because it's steered away from the wrestling quality. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of talented people in that company that still wrestle for them and still do their thing that makes it very entertaining, but at the end of the day, it's gone away from that. And we've said it on here several times since I started with the podcast, it's an entertainment company through and through now. And I think this is the official sign that we're starting to close the chapter and close the book on what WWE was and what it's going to be. This is just the turning point in the, in the life cycle of WWE and does it go past this? Does the company go past this or is this the nail in the coffin that ends what this company was? Yeah. And, and, and again, we, we don't know not to cut jinx off, but we don't know. I mean, this is something that 
it is a day-by-day thing now to watch. I mean, I hate to say it, but maybe this is what gets viewers up to see what's going on. Is there, do they turn it into a story? Wouldn't surprise me if somehow this becomes part of WWE, not the actual thing, but it getting spun into it. Uh, and you're a wrestling fan. You guys know what I'm trying to convey here yeah. to say that this little news, this huge news story is going to be part of WWE in the background somehow. Yeah. Which to me sickens me a little bit because this should not be on TV whatsoever. Besides mm-hmm. people like legit covering it. They should not be portrayed into a storyline of I don't even want to name a name of uh, anybody because I don't want to throw them under the bus. So, right, yeah. Um, before we take the break and should have possibly started with this as well, but we lost uh, wrestling legend referee this week yeah. as well. Uh, Dave Hebner passed away. Uh, lengthy illness. Um, everybody knows the Hebner's doing the twins thing. Uh, legendary. Uh, their son Brian's in Well, one of the sons Brian's in it. Um, just a legendary wrestling referee family. Um, so a- any thoughts on Dave? You know, it, it takes me back hearing he passed away. Obviously makes me sad, but it takes me back to the whole evil twin referee thing from Hogan and Andre yeah. way back in the day. Um, what was, what kind of hurts as well. And I guess it doesn't hurt too much, but I think it was last week, the week before we had heard or seen that Earl Hebner had officially retired from professional wrestling yep. as a referee. He was still doing quick, doing little spots here and there throughout the year, throughout the later years of his career. And he had just retired. Um, so that, I mean, that's unfortunate for him because maybe he wanted to get more time with his brother, seeing that the end could be getting near for him. But, you know, it it takes a toll. And my condolences out to the Hefner family in that because um, it's it's rough losing a family member. And this is this is not going to be an easy time for them. No. For so sure. keep them in your thoughts and prayers. All right, guys, let's roll into this. You guys know where to find us, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, everywhere that podcasts are available. Make sure you search up, listen to us. Send us an email like most of you did this this week. It's cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Follow our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Farmers Only, Christian Mingle, uh, Doves with radioactive eyewear. What I don't know all of them. Jenks, you and Moochie are taking over social media for me. So, yeah. Um, well, we might not want to put Moochie in charge of social media. I've well, seen his post. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding about the whole <laughs> Doves with nuclear eyewear or whatever. Uh, continue to listen. Continue to support. Uh, it, it's been. It's a great ride. I'm not going to say it's been a great ride. We're going to continue this. Um, yeah, uh, I, whatever leads for me down the path, Can Crushers will still be here, so don't worry about that. We'll still make time. Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, let me tell you about Collar and Elbow real quick. Hats, hoodies, tees, all that cool stuff that Alice Nolan and his hooligans have at CollarAndElbowWrestling.com. 
Can Crushers, all one word, capital C and can, capital C and Crushers. That's our promo code. Use it. You'll save 10%. Here comes Al. We're going to spice this back up and get into your questions now. We started fun. We hit a low. But, Jenks, these questions are amazing. Yes. Let's do it. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Hey, this is Lou Marconi, and you're listening to Can Crushers. Welcome back, Can Crushers Nation. You ready for this? Let's get these questions in here. Damn! You definitely want to drink. If you leave right now and I keep you on the phone the whole time, you could actually broadcast some of the game with me today, but it has to be with that high energy. (laughs) This This caffeine's kicking in. I'm ready to go now. All right, so we said last week, it's Ask Can Crushers, we asked you guys to send in. We got a lot in, a lot about Vince, so hopefully that uh, 25 minutes that we did right there kind of answers some of your questions, how we think it's going to play out and everything. We do have some Sasha questions. Uh, I kind of wrapped it all into one. It'll be coming. But we did promise you we were going to answer one question first that I threw out there in case anybody asked it. So somebody asked it. Legitimately... I don't know, maybe like two hours after the podcast was posted, Doug from Pittsburgh slides in and says, you guys make it so easy. What two pillars in AEW can be replaced? And to spin it, who are now the pillars in the WWE? Oh, that second part of the question is worse than the first, Doug. Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, okay, so do you want me to go first? Or? Yeah, because I'm going to read that thing okay. that you sent over, so I might laugh in the midst of your answer. You're probably, and I don't mean it me. No, no, I know. You're going to pop for that. Um, the two to replace me, and maybe I'll get hate for this, are Darby <laughs> Allen and Jungle Boy. I knew that was going to pop you. <laughs> Sorry, go <ahead. laughs> We'll get to it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that question in a minute. I I'm replacing Darby and Jungle Boy right now, based on based on what they've been booking and the way things have played out. Those would be the two for me that I would move out of the four pillars. Now that doesn't mean they can't come back in, but right now I don't think they're part of the four pillars. They uh, just seem to be in a separate back background type deal right now. Okay, so slide two in then. Brit and Wardlow. Okay. So we both have the same two sliding in, without a doubt. Yeah. We we both have. If I was asked this question, or if we would have answered it last week as we ended the show, one is the same. 
of yours. Mm-hmm. And the other one last Sunday would have been different. But now okay. it definitely changes as of Wednesday. Okay. Because two things happen Wednesday. So I agree with Darby. Um, as much as everybody loves him. Dude, I he's crazy. He does cool stuff that the kids like seeing this, that, and the other thing. You can't continue to have him lose. A big match is he yeah. loses, and I understand, yep. but that's that's some of the wrestling storyline. I agree. I I just I don't think he's a strong enough pillar, and I mean it body wise. The kid's gonna be in a full bodysuit soon. Um, yeah. I, I just don't I don't see it there anymore. I I don't know where we're going. Where. I've been predicting for six months we're going to get him and Sting, and I don't know if that's going to happen. That, But what else do we do with Darby afterwards? Like, I, I don't know where this is going much longer. Uh, we didn't talk about another huge story um, linked <laughs> kind of with Darby and Sting and everybody, so maybe we'll pause at some point and talk about that. Uh, the other one last week, if, you would, if I would have answered this, I was going to say Sammy. I really okay. was going to say Sammy because um, uh, him and Ty Stick and this, that, and the other thing kind of being away from some of the bigger players and just, I don't know, nonchalantly being booked, doing randomness. Yeah. But he's wrapped right back around. He, he's into yeah. a, he's into something featured again. Um, and we have new tag team champions in AEW. Yeah. And Jungle Boy was laid out. Can he slide back in? Yeah. I don't think. And I think the tag team title run kind of showed it. Because I don't think it was a great title run for Jurassic Express. Do we see them breaking up? Mm, Maybe not quickly now. I I think there's going to be some matches with Christian going on. Um, between all of them and so on and so forth. But I can put a spin on it. Did Christian get into Lucha's head as he was laying on the ground? And uh, yeah, because Jungle Boy is one taking all the losses, right? Yeah. So is it a big storyline? It can be, but I don't I don't think Jungle Boy's there yet. Um, so we have to pull a pillar out from underneath him. He crumbles a little bit. He'll be one of the uh, uh, upper mid-level guys, but that's it for a while. But Britton Wardlow. And let's talk yeah. about Wardlow because I said we'll kind of intermingle some of the shows in. Um, Jenks, I fucking hated that Wardlow thing. I was, absolutely it, hated it. It was dumb, and let's be honest, I... Was I lost it after he started pitting multiple people with no shoulders on the mat. And I'm like, what the... F-? Like, first of all, I hated it to begin with. But that, to me, was like, what is this? What are we watching here? This is just how they're going to do it. They just want to have a 20-man squash match. It's unrealistic. Yeah. 20 grown men can't beat up Wardlow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as we love Wardlow. It was yeah. booked stupidly. So Wardlow yeah. loses to one of them. He essentially would have dropped astronomically in the rankings, right? The AEW, it's all what the rankings are about. He would have dropped 
to 21st or whatever. He only gets yeah. one win for beating, for pinning 20 guys, essentially. 20 guys. Why doesn't yeah. he get 20 wins then? He should be number one contender. He should have, like, he fighting Jade. I mean, he won 20 matches in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, no. No. No, it was, it was terrible. And some of those, and this is where it's going to be far off, a lot of those guys... Most of those guys are local wrestlers. Da, 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 da. You see them wrap back around on TV now. You can put... Mm-hmm. All right, Tito Oric was one of them from IWC that flew out to St. Louis this week. He is going to pop up on AEW Dark. and da, 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 da. He's, a, he's got a distinct look in everything. How can I take Tito Oric seriously right now on AEW from being that part of that against Dante Martin or who whomever he faces when he was wearing that staff shirt he got clotheslined and pinned Tito I'm sorry I love you you know that don't come at me on July when I'm being a cameraman please but he he's just my reference point like that's the one I knew a couple other ones but Tito's like how you can't that this is where you you grab people that are you're not going to make AEW dark, but you know go out and get beat up by Wardlow. They can't yeah. be on the product yet, and he's on yeah. the product. And a couple of the other ones were have been on the product. So not only do you make Wardlow look like a bonehead, you just lost your air quotes enhancement talent as well. Yeah, I we hated it. Off- I, I hated that. Let's go off the awkwardness of having the two top top guys, whatever, from America's top team there. I can't remember who, what their names were at the time. The one guy looked like he didn't want to even be there. Oh, I know. I know. He, he just had like, why am I even standing here? So it was, that was whole, that was awkward in its own right. Um, this was, yeah, this was just bad. To your point, You've ruined your enhancement talent. So now what do you do? Do you put other people we've forgotten that were on the roster? Well, hold on. Hold on. We can't can't get too far into the enhancement talent thing because there's actually a question on that coming up. Oh, okay. Then I will (laughs) back off of that. Because it's coming Uh, up. Okay, let me go off of this real quick. So let's go back to the pillars then. Yeah. If we go back to the pillars, let's say, theoretically, because I did this for my pillars, MJF doesn't come back. Let's say it's not a story. It's not a story. It's a shoot. Everything's gone. MJF's gone. Who's your alternate pillar for MJF? You're making me think of three now this week. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, Because I'll give you mine, and he's not too far removed. And I want to – let me give you mine. All right. So even though I took him out as a pillar – I think Jungle Boy's still there. You were arguing that he's not close. He's an upper mid-card guy, potentially now. I think Jungle Boy comes back in if MJF moves out, and here's why. We've seen Darby lose so much over the past couple months. We've seen Jungle Boy take the losses for the tag team, and essentially he's the reason they lost tag titles. But Jungle Boy has something that Darby doesn't have right now, and it's a building story with a legend. Even though Sting and Darby are together, there's nothing there that's going to say 
Sting's turning on Darby or Darby's turning on Sting. Nothing's there. Right. It's Mark. Mark is the only one saying that. Right. And I agree (laughs) with Mark wholeheartedly because I want to see that. But Jungle Boy, we now, we saw the writing on the wall. It was there. You know Christian folks. And you knew he was building up to this. So when it happened this past week, it now gives Jungle Boy a clear path to the main event status because he would be taking out and obviously I believe the end of this is him beating Christian at all in. I think that's the combination of the story. So I think Jungle Boy has the way in. He would get a legendary victory and he would then begin to build and ascend to the top and potentially even get his first title along the way. Whether it be all American or all Atlantic or the TNT championship, which I don't think it would be the TNT, but who knows? I think Darby has a path starting to form for him to become on the next level of what he can be. So I think that I said Darby, I said I'm in him or uh, Jungle Boy. Jungle. I think he has the way path forward right now that we can see that's materializing for him. It's going to be huge. Um, yeah. People know that I don't like this person because he does such a good job. I think he's got the form of a pillar uh, with me taking... I I really love your points, by the way. I could see that, yes, if MJF's out, essentially I think you have to slide Jungle Boy back in to be support pillar or whatever. But they're building somebody else up. It's Max Caster. Yeah. It's, I hate him yeah. because I hate him, but he's got this the mic skills. He's not horrible in the ring. He's got a following already that is unbelievable. He's young. Yeah, I he's if talented. I have to if I have to have, you know, as you said, you know, you use, you used Jungle Boy as your alternate. I looked at it as different in case somebody else would bail. They can always slide Jungle Boy back in. So, yes, he's right. alternate status, but I, I was looking at it as a completely different one. That's fair. Um, Yeah, Max Caster. I I don't hate that at all. I actually agree with you. Yeah. Max Caster is being put in a great situation where he's going to be a bigger star someday than yeah. what he is. And what's in the acclaimed? I he's phenomenal on the mic, and you're right; he's very good in the ring, and he's going to get better. Right. If he if he takes the time and works with some of the other people, he starts forming and reshaping his style a little bit more, and just takes off the rough edges. He's going to be a man of a player. Yeah. Down the line. There you go. All right. All right. So let's try to name some pillars in WWE. So we're talking, are we talking future or now pillars? I, the, the future looks bleak. We just talked about it. I don't, I mean, the I, you, you have to say, and we'll get on this more down the line because there's a question. Um, Brock, Roman, Cody, and Seth, right? If you're just going to throw four out there. Yeah, I, I would agree with three. I think. I don't know where Cody's at right now. I mean, yeah, he's injured. I don't know if Cody's the pillar going forward or if this is just going to be – if they're going to start dropping the ball with him right now. 
I personally put Drew in right now, but I think Drew is interchangeable with Cody at this point. I could see them neck and neck. I debated it, but I put Drew in as a pillar. Okay. So I think they're going to utilize it more as a big going forward when Roman and Brock eventually move away. Okay. Which I think is coming really soon. Oh, I agree too. Down the future. Yeah. I, I agree too. All right. So let's look at the future then. Uh, since I threw those names out there, I have yeah. three, but go ahead. Let me hear yours. So look at the future. Looking at the future, I have Braun Breaker. And I don't know how, have- why, how didn't we not say Randy? We're idiots. Um, Randy has been uh, essentially the pillar for a while. He has been. That's a great point. Yeah, I think, we're stupid. Yeah, we're we're stupid. Yeah, there's no excuse. There's nothing we can come up with to correct that. But um, then you know what? I'm taking. I take Drew and replace it with Randy. Um, but anyways, I have Ron Breaker. I think they're going to build up Gunther to be a bigger star. I think he's on the way up. I put a lot of stock in Bianca right now. And I think she would be the woman's pillar that they need going forward. And I think they are building her up to be that. This fourth one is interchangeable to me. And I don't think you might agree with it. I don't know if you don't know, agree with the ultimate, but I'm going to go with it. Future, I'm putting in there because the possibility is there that it's going to happen. I put MJF as the fourth pillar that we don't know about yet. I went... A little bit further because we're talking about it. Wow. Okay. He could be there. Yeah. Let's put him in there. My alternate for that, and this may shock a lot of people, but I think the way he's been building himself up, reinventing himself physically, um, I really think Montez Ford could become the fourth pillar that we're not talking about yet. I have a lot of stock in Montez. I think he's going to be a player in the main event in the future. May not be now. And he may need to get a couple Intercontinental title, U.S. title runs under his belt. But I think Montez Ford could be there in the future. Because I had a hard time finding anybody else that would replace. But I think it's that has that high of esteem we, in that company. The, the three of us throw Cody in the mix as well. Uh, we actually spoke about this online, yeah. uh, online, offline a little bit. Because we something came out and we're like, holy cow, look at that. And then I brought up, I believe it was a couple months ago, maybe six months ago, there was rumors of Ford getting a singles run. And it was Dawkins yeah. heard or whatever, but, you know, he was getting a singles run and, you know, pushing this. And this. I agree with that. I, like, I really do think he is going to be uh, a strong player. Um, pillar status, I, I think we'll have to see uh, in my books. I, I really fair. do think we'll have to see. Um, I think he's relegated, and I don't say this mean, back to tag teams because, Christ, we have two tag teams in the WWE right now. Yeah, Legit, fair. we have two tag teams. My four, uh, you're going to be, I think, shocked. Okay. Braun Breaker, for sure. He, he is definitely, he's being groomed. So, without yeah. a doubt, completely agree with you on Bianca. Um, theory is one. No. I, I think yeah, Theory is one. definitely one, especially going to get the rub from Cena, I think, at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. This is the one. This is the one. Riddle. Okay. I'm not strong I, for it, but I think it's going to be Riddle. I will go and say I considered Riddle, but because of his age, 
I don't know how long he would be. Touche. Touche. Um, well, that's where I'd, I'd slide Ford in, then, if we're looking long-term MGF type. Yeah. I I went, in my personal opinion, I went long-term MJF, although I did toy with Gunther a little bit, because I think he's older in age as well. But um, when I threw him in there, I'll fully admit, though, I did not even think about theory when I thought about the list, and that was stupid of me, because we know something's coming with Cena. Right. And I, So... Uh, I I don't hate your list at all. I actually contemplated. I can honestly say I contemplated Riddle. It was just the age thing that deterred me away from it. But they're definitely grooming Riddle to be a world champion at some point. I think near future more than anything. Yeah, and we're gonna roll on that because I know there's a question around that here in the near future. But I'm just gonna go right down the line now. All right. Um, this came in from Kim from the internet. So thanks, Kim. Um, you're very classy for that. Uh, joking. Let's play fill in the blank for a few questions. Mm. All right. Um, okay. I, I do see these on TikTok. So I imagine that's yeah. where some of these have come from. Uh, there's also another one down the line. Blank should buy the WWE. <laughs> thanks. This one came in actually like a week and a half ago prior to all okay, of this. This has been in the hopper for a while. Yeah. So great one. Great question. Um, and blank. I, uh, just because of chaos. Uh, Tony Khan, but no. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, Chad I, Miller. Just, Chad Miller. Chad Miller. Chad fucking Miller. Mark Martinez. I don't have that. Um, I definitely. I know. I don't have that cash either to do that. You know, if we're going with should buy the WWE, and let's say I want to save wrestling, we want to see wrestling back in WWE, I'm going to go with Tony Khan. I think he could buy it. I would like to see him buy it. I'm not saying run the company in parallel, because I don't think that would happen. But with all of those tapes, he could have more talent in AEW. It would be almost like a full circle invasion type thing going on. And maybe they do it right. And like what happened in 2001. So let's say Tony Khan. All right, mine, um, who do I actually think is going to buy it? Let's just throw that out there. I, I believe Fox is going to flex and that, buy and buy it. So I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Completely agree. But if I want somebody to buy it, and this is, you're going to, you're going to hate me for this. I want an old school wrestler to buy it. Okay. I, I, I don't. I don't have a name right now. You can't say Ric Flair's broke and, you know, somebody like that, um, I want somebody that is just left wrestling, that was smart with their money or whatever, that can get investors kind of slide in there too. I want a wrestler to buy it. Somebody that wants to bring it back again to the 80s, early 90s, something like that, and make it wrestling instead of entertainment again. That's... You know what? Yeah. Let me go off that. I Not to interrupt you, but let me go off that. You saying that there's one name that immediately jumps to mind maybe a little out of the box, but I think it's entirely possible due to the person's relationship with Vince in the company. What if the undertaker buys it? What if Mark Calloway goes to investors and says, I want to buy this company. I want to take it back to where it was in the beginning. And then he becomes the CEO, becomes the owner and buys, owns WWE. I would that I'm, fit your old school wrestling mentality? I think it would. And I think that would actually be a perfect investor in the company. Yeah. 
I actually thought you were going to throw Heyman out, but then mm. we'd have people not getting paid again. That's exactly well. And <laughs> not, yeah, I I would not consider Heyman for no. owner of a company. I would consider him maybe for head of creative. Yeah, or in the creative department because I think Paul Heyman is amazing at creative. Just look what he did with SmackDown for the first three years that he had it, or however long he was head writer and head of creative on SmackDown, SmackDown Six, and wrote them to perfection. To, what they were, I think Heyman is only a, I don't want to call him a bit player, but I think he is a player in the creative space and a genius in that aspect. And he would be perfect there, but not as an owner. God, no. I agree. All right. She's got two more. Blank right. has grown on you. Um, I already gave mine away, so I'll go first and say Max Caster. I despise the motherfucker, um, but it's for all the right reasons. So I'm actually, you know, once you despise somebody too long, you start liking them. So, yeah, yeah Max Caster has grown on me. I would agree with that. I'm going to agree with that. But I think I've come to like Max Caster more before you did full on because um, I started but I would agree Caster because I thought they were annoying at the beginning of the run when we started seeing the acclaimed. And then I'm like, oh, he can move. He can do this in the ring. He can do that. Uh, if we want an original aspect to it, not knowing what he could do in the ring, because I only saw the limited and I'm not as deep into IWC and to um, the indies as you are, Mark, Wardlow really has grown on me over the past six months. Okay. Because I did not know what he could do, but I've seen how he's developed in AEW, and I feel like I missed out prior to his run in AEW. I feel like I was missing something. Oh, and missed I missed a lot. Was. Yeah. <laughs> I missed a lot, but he's grown on me because if you only have the limited visibility of just watching AEW and WWE, WWE, the big products, you miss out on those indie stuff, and you miss out of, on a lot of those special and the talented moments because they have more creative freedom of their matches in that aspect, and they can do a lot more. Wardlow has really shown up for me in so, the past few months. Support indie wrestling. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, Kim has one more, and this is a goofy one, so we can just throw whatever name we want in there. Blank is the next celebrity to wrestle. Oh, man. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like who? Do we is 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 who 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 is there anybody we want? I don't know if there's anybody I want. I damn. You know, if this was asked a year ago, I would have said Johnny Knoxville probably. <laughs> well, you would have got it right. From the Jackass crew, we would have got it right, but. I can't think of anybody right now. Can you? I can't. I really can't. Like, first off, uh, I don't think WWE is going to be bringing in any celebrities anytime soon. Uh, that's yeah. just me. Um, in AEW, I mean, they, I don't know. You might see another UFC person being brought in. Uh, whatever. I mean, yeah. Eh, I don't know. Kim, we don't have an answer for that one. I'm sorry. We really don't. Yeah, right. I just can't think of who would it be. Yeah. No, there's no one right now. And I don't want anybody. 
I don't. Yeah. Paige Van Zandt. Well, she'll wrestle what? another I, match. Actually, I'm going to, I won't go fully with you on that. I would say I'm not, I wouldn't look forward to it. I'd watch it with some great assault. But after we've seen some success, whether you believe it or not, with Bad Bunny, he had a decent match. Johnny Knoxville had an entertaining match at WrestleMania. I think they could be possibilities for people to surprise us with what they can do in the ring. But I just can't think of anyone. So you're picking Kanye. All right, you're picking Kanye. <laughs> All right, let's go, Kanye. All right, moving along. This is from Lori from Newcastle. Hey, guys, love the show. If you could bring back one manager from any era, who and who are they managing? So Mark edits her question and says, we need one man and one woman coming back as managers. And who would they manage? Yeah. All right. I want Captain Lou. To come back, and I okay. I know I I'm going far fetched. I I I understand, but listen, we have a time machine. I want Captain Lou to come back, and get ready. I want him with FTR. He he was the manager of tag team champions. I yeah. love Captain Lou. Um, I don't I um. To manage a a woman, uh, scary Sherry, and throw her with Oscar. That is legitimately the. I thought about that for the women. Was scary Sherry put her with Oscar? She could hype. She would do wonders for Oscar. Yeah. Does Oscar need her? No, but I think that would just be an amazing combination of two talented individuals. Yeah. Two talented women. Uh, my mind for the men went back to Bobby the Brain Heenan. I think he could come back and be the mouthpiece needed to get Rhonda in a better position. She can't talk. She has limited... She could probably get better in the ring. I think she's still a little rusty from being off for two years. I think Heenan could talk her up where it could kind of mask some of those inadequacies in the ring and kind of compensate for him. So I would like Heenan for Ronda. I'm going to women on this one being managed by two great legendary managers. Yeah. I, I love them both. So we, we brought back three for you. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, which we need more managers, I think in pro wrestling anyway. I, I really Completely do. Agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Lucas from Corey says, after watching SmackDown, do you feel Pat McAfee and Corbin are going to have a match? Yes. I agreed. His eye, and I was fast forwarding SmackDown folks, but they were on McAfee's eyes and his head movement and everything. So yes. Um, SummerSlam, probably. We have, uh, I don't know what, month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, something like well, I mean they already announced the WWE title match for it. Um, but let me let me go off of this. I I kinda wanna take this to a next step of I love that we're now seeing WWE start leaning more into long term booking of scenarios now. It started to come about earlier this year, but now it's full fledged. Pat McAfee has been calling Baron Corbin bumass Corbin and been making fun of Corbin since last year when he was bumass Corbin. That we all love and know and love. Right. 
So I love that they're finally bringing this around and having uh, something with it um, and really building that up. I think it's going to be a match. I'm not going to say it's going to steal the show, but Pat McAfee's talented in-ring and on commentary. So I think this is just another writing on the wall. I think it's coming. So I would agree. Yeah, I, I believe it'll be uh, some type of stipulation match or something at this point. Um, I, there's going to be more and more interactions throughout. Um, I, I agree, Pat's good to getting better. Uh, I know a lot of you and Cody and a lot of other guys think he's, I don't know if you all want to say great, but I, you know he's a excellent worker. He's, we'll put it that way. He's, he's very talented. Yeah. Uh, for coming from non, a non-wrestling background, he's a very talented. Oh, uh, yes. In the ring. Probably one of the best they've had in yes. a long time. But uh, a stipulation match, because he's been in, you know, issue, uh, the war games and, you know, this, that, and the other kind of like situational things that he can shine in. So you throw him in a stipulation match, that gives him, he maybe he can jump off the balcony like he did the cage or, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, next one's from Timothy from Akron, Ohio. Hi, guys. Nice emailing you. I live in a group home and love wrestling in your show. You guys are funny sometimes. But, I uh, so for, that. yeah, I agree. Thanks, Timothy. Thanks for pointing <laughs> out our lack, our, our, our uh, deficiencies. But have good thoughts. Uh, so he, he wraps it back around. Yeah, I like it. Here's my question. With the passing of Dave Hebner, let's talk more about referees. Okay, we should, because they're actually the third member of the show. I completely agree with that. Uh, yep. My favorite was Nick Patrick. His NWO run was crazy. Mm. What do you guys like most from the past? Wait, oh, who? Mark doesn't know how to read. Who do you guys like most from the past and now? Um, Timothy brings up a great point. Uh, there's always that extra person in the ring that we don't give love to. Sometimes we make fun of them, but uh, you heard on the spotlight shows and stuff like that that they, the indie kids that are just learning, always say it's it's amazing to have a great referee. If you worked with one referee once, you understand his tendencies and his or her tendencies in the ring, this, that, or the other. So maybe we should give more props to referees and not yeah. you know uh, making fun of like Daniel Spencer from OVW and Impact or CJ Sensation you know we'll still make fun of those guys but we should call out the Aubrey Edwards for looking great or the this one or the Brian Hebner's and like that so i will answer first long okay. time ago um i'm an 80s wrestler i, I still love that Tommy Young was great did the little uh, checking of the ropes and everything prior to the match I was a big fan of Pee Wee Anderson on the NWA when it was 6.05 and all that. I loved Pee Wee uh-huh. Anderson. Uh, just something in the ring with him w- was good. And it, I'm a nerd. Uh, I, I mark out for and everything. I love Aubrey Edwards. So old school Pee Wee right now, Aubrey Edwards. Very nice. Uh, if I go old school, I'm actually going Earl Hebner. Uh, he defined my childhood from the 90s perspective, the Attitude Era. Really, I loved his interactions, and I always would go back and love how, what he did in the ring. Um, didn't love the Earl Hebner-Nick Patrick match, but let's give that props while we're walking through this. Uh, but 
if I go currently, I'm tied with Aubrey and Bryce Remsburg because I think Bryce is uh, doing a phenomenal job. Both of them sell the matches with their facial expressions, and they really add to the match. And I, I like both of them as a tie for uh, favorite referees right now. Sometimes Remsburg's a little bit too over the top for me. He's great, but sometimes I, it's way over the top. He might be way over the top, but you know what? I love it because it's something you don't see from the referees that often. So I'll take I, I I personally love that over the topness of it. Yeah. Myself. Timothy, thank you for emailing us. Uh, keep yeah, them coming in. That, that's awesome, buddy. Uh, thanks for throwing us under the bus, too, for not calling out referees a lot. So <laughs> good, good for mean, you. You're a true fan. Yeah, he's a true fan. And thank you for the uh, critique. We'll, We'll take it in under advisement, maybe add them in a little bit more. Yeah. Sometimes we're funny. I think I, I laugh for two hours on us, how stupid we are, but okay. I, I agree, but you know, hey, that's inside jokes for us. It is. It is. <laughs> we can't let everybody in the inner circle. We can't. Exactly. Uh, next one's from David from St. Louis, and it kind of jumps on board what's going on now. He starts with, Wow. What a fucking week in professional wrestling. So thank you for talking, Can Crusher, first and foremost. I'm sure you guys are going to talk about Vince. Yes, we did. So I will ask you, is this the time for Brock to have the titles? Huh? Well, we know Brock came back Friday night. And it's been announced. So essentially we know, well, we knew a couple of weeks ago, Roman's not at Money in the Bank either. Is this the time? I think, and Jenks has alluded to it, and I think we're going to spoil our predictions for Money in the Bank, but we'll wrap back around to them. It's not going to be Brock. We're getting the heist 2.0 in Seth Rollins to set up for everything that Jenks has predicted. Uh, And I full-fledged agree with that, that yes, I don't think Roman has him after SummerSlam. Agreed. I don't see Brock doing it. If they put it on Brock, it means Roman's done for a while. And I think Brock would just be there to, I think it's their attempt to detract from the, detract from what's going on in the company. But I agree with you. I think it's Heist 2.0. Everything's lining. And maybe they'll surprise us. Don't think they will, but I agree. 2.0, I think it's Seth Rollins will have the titles in a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, that's David from St. Louis, so thank you. Um, Austin, for, whoa, 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 you have one. Let, let's, Austin, yours is next, but you, I know you have one, because I have a couple more, but let's uh, do yours. Yeah, I have several, but let's go with, I like this one. This is from uh, Daniel from the 40-Year Dash unfortunately. Uh, But he asked, why has the Intercontinental Championship title held by greats such as Macho Man, Stone Cold, The Rock, and uh, he put Goldust, and Goldust been so diminished in the recent years? We've we've touched on this. We we really have. Uh, um, But we can deep dive. Um, Let's deep dive. Because Titles have always been props, but this IC title nowadays is nothing but a weapon, a prop, 
yeah, you, you might be next in line this week. Next week, you might not. It's something to say every couple weeks that there's a main event for a, air quote, championship, which will get viewers because, oh my God, we might see something change. Yeah, we might. We might not. Uh, if you're a deep dive, wholehearted wrestling fan, you know, you know that you know. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's just the heritage of all titles or legacy of all titles, uh, especially in WWE, are just tainted for from win it today, lose it tomorrow, and this, that, and the other thing. You don't have those nice long runs to show that your champion is that. And it's of one word for me, entertainment. It's For WWE, it's not wrestling anymore. So if we have to have a title change, because we haven't had one in three weeks on TV, you're not going to change it with the face every couple weeks. You're going to find somebody in the undercard and let them flip-flop a title. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think it also shows the lack of development of some of the stars and the individuals and the build that they've given for people that have held the titles. Because you're right. I mean, they will flip the international title, the U.S. title, like it's nothing. It, it, it's They're essentially props. But recently they've given Roman basically a two-year reign with this with the, his belts. Six months think, off of that, two years essentially now. Well, yeah, now. You're, you're exactly right. With So like a year and a half with the belts. But they still counted and they still counted towards their end goal. And what, but what I think it shows more than anything is it's a lack of awareness. You're right. They're going to put a title in the main event because it could change hands and that'll draw viewers. I think the Intercontinental titles and U.S. titles would be more significant and more in play had they build up the superstars to run with them. Because let's remember, I, let's let's call it let's call it the last time the United States title has been extremely relevant on TV and has been really over the top. I know this was Intercontinental title centric, but I'm going to throw the U.S. title in there too because I think it proves the point, is when Cena held it way back when. Yeah. I think for the Intercontinental title, they've had great names hold it recently. I'm talking Sammy. I'm talking Shinsuke. I'm talking Miz. a lot of different people. The Miz. They've had great people hold it, but they haven't built them up to feel like they are an emerging star. Because I think when we think the Intercontinental title, at least in my opinion, you think that person that's getting it is an emerging star or they're a perennial upper mid Carter who hangs around there is tough as nails to beat, but can win matches. So if I think of back in the nineties, it was a catapult for the rock, triple H stone cold. You're checking off the list. Those guys won the Intercontinental title. They used it as the stepping stone to get to the world title. Then you had guys in the mix of Owen. Um, I'll throw Jared in there because Jared was there at some capacity when in his run. 
Jericho at that time period was that upper middle card and just didn't go off of it as a stepping stone, but he was a perennial player in that intercontinental title race back in 2000s, late 90s. They could make a solid argument of we're going to put together the best matches possible to steal the show. And you had people stealing the show with that. I think now you don't have that, those built up people. And I don't think that you see um, that kind of level of this is going to steal the show because in some aspects, I think they neuter it a bit because they don't want it to overshine what the world, what the main storyline of the show is. Agreed. Uh, Agreed with you. Wholeheartedly is the word of today. It's stuck in my head. I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, I do see though, I do see with the, the, the recent US and I see that we may be going back to that. I honestly yeah. I honestly think that Theory um again it beating Cena at however Hooker Crook beating Cena at SummerSlam, not announced yet, but come on folks, you watch wrestling, you know it's coming. Um yeah. he'll be on tomorrow night to call him out. And Gunther's a big player. Like they're they're high on Gunther, so we might get two pretty substantial title reigns here from these mid carders. And look, we both threw them in our pillars, so we lucked out first and foremost, Jenks, by putting our questions like that to wrap back around yeah. to them. But look, we both put them in the pillars. Yeah, this may be there may be a change, and maybe this. I mean. They both won the titles prior to everything that's come out this week, but maybe there was writing on the wall saying, "Shit, we got to we got to change some stuff. We have to do this. We have to do that." Um, so that might be it. It really might be the reason this happens. Yeah, and that could be. And you're exactly right. We're gonna see some lengthy title reigns, and they're gonna have to build up people to take the titles off of these guys. You have to so, at this point. You have to. Yep. Exactly. So I think I think we could see it on the rise. I would agree with that. Roman's going to the movies, folks. Roman's going yeah. to the movies. Um, all right. Back to Austin uh, from Louisville. Uh, just like you guys, I'm also a big baseball fan. I was thinking, what baseball players would you like to see wrestling? I think Aaron Judge could have a nice run. <sighs> Ready, Austin? I never want to see a baseball player in professional wrestling. I don't. But we'll pretend it's going to happen. Um, back, in, back in the day, uh, I think Mark McGuire would have been awesome. Mark McGuire. So let's, let's go off of that a bit. Would that have been WWE's equivalent of like Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman showing up to the NWO? Fighting uh, against the NWO. Adam Pacman Jones in Impact. Adam Pacman Jones in Impact, yeah. Uh, current baseball. I, I think about he, he didn't say players. current. He didn't say he current. Didn't say, he didn't say current. But you know what? I do like the Mark McGuire aspect. I was trying to think of guys that I've heard that have thralled, and I can't think of anyone. But I'm going to go maybe out of the box. I think he's an over-the-top personality, even though he doesn't do much, but he has a legendary status. Let's go big sexy. Let's go with the man, the myth, the legend of it all. Let's go big, sexy Bartolo Colon. I think he would just be excellent in there. 
the charismatic enigma that he is. Let's go, Barcola. All right. Austin, Austin, great question. He took us off of uh, the rails a little bit. But, yeah, that, that's sure. Um, so we both named – I'm going to put the, the, the caveat on this. We both named old school people um, just because I'd love to see Bryce Harper get punched in the face. You know what? That's who came to my mind first, too, of new people. So I'll go with Bryce as well. Yeah. And, and then so – Maybe we have Bryce Harper against Aaron Judge. Steel cage match, think, and Harper just uh, gets decimated. You know what? No, let's let's do a baseball faction. Let's get Harper, Judge, Bartolo, um, Mark McGuire, and then let's throw Knuckleball Schwartz in there and just have a Survivor Series team. <laughs> yes. Deal. <laughs> Why didn't we just say Knuckleball Schwartz to answer this question and just I, move I, along? I, Shit. I was going to be a smart ass and do it, but I didn't. So I had to work with them. That's the only reason I took my comment. And Don Zimmer is going to be their manager. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Although we have to have Pedro as an opposing manager. Pedro Martinez. Of course. So we need five. Never. Moving along, Austin. Thanks for <laughs> wrecking the wrestling. No, I'm kidding. Um, I love it. Good job, Austin. I'm going to read this as she writes it to me. Okay. Okay. I saw, I saw this on TikTok, and she gives us three blanks, and I'll fill those in. Have fun with those. Amber, from your dreams. It's how she signs off. Okay. Right? Yeah. Thanks, Amber. Thanks. Um, Thanks. Blank is the best attitude era story. This is, this is the easiest question I think we've ever had on Can Crushers. I would say anything besides Austin versus Man. Right, that that's There's one no of the, that's one of the top it's the top storyline in wrestling. Uh, look, I mean, yeah. it really is. I, that's the only thing that I could even think of. Right, <laughs> everything linked There's to it a, somehow. Exactly, everything tied back to it for years. Yeah, yeah, that's an easy one. That was an easy one. Blank is currently the best mid Carter. This is where, again, maybe we wrap back around to the pillars that we we talked about that aren't pillars yet, that it may be pillars. It could be possibly pillars in the future. Or I, is there somebody I, that's I, not a pillar that's still just great at mid-carding? There's somebody that's not a pillar. There's only one person I can think of, top of mind, that I didn't name, that I don't think any of us named as a, mill, as a pillar, and that's The Miz. Yeah. That's exactly when I saw this. Is that's exactly where I was going? I, yeah, we I'm, name he's named as a mid Carter, but to me, he's a star. Like he, he yeah. really is. He, pillar. He should probably be up there in the pillar, but he does so much other that, just like Sasha, he doesn't need wrestling anymore. And we'll get to Sasha yeah. shortly, but uh, yeah. he doesn't need wrestling. He can go anywhere and do anything. He's in, okay, so they're not great movies, but he could probably get a better movie role. He's got his own reality show. Like, it, tweak him up a little bit more. How yeah. long do we have The Miz at our disposal in wrestling? It's probably coming to an end. I would agree with that. And let's be honest, when he's gone, we'll miss him. You're right. As much as people hate him, but you love to hate him. Yeah. So, and that's, but that's the same. I'm not going to 
I'm not saying it's the exact same, but when Cena left, everyone missed him. Yeah. Cena was booed. He was polarizing. He was most controversial, but he was the most polarizing individual because he had Cena sucks chance and he had Cena cheers. But at the end of the day, we all miss Cena. And when he came back, we popped. And we're going to do the same exact thing for the Miz. He just wasn't on Cena's level. Right. Right. I agree. I, I agree. Uh, last one from Amber. Blank is can't miss TV. I, I, that, there's only one answer to this. If he comes back, it's MJF. Oh, I was looking at it in a different way. Oh, what are you looking at it as? As a show. Oh, as a show? Yeah, okay, I, I mean, you, you took it that way. You took it that way. Yeah. I, I completely support that idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I would have to echo your MJF. And again, that means it's dynamite. I agree, yeah. I mean... I can miss WWE for weeks, and I know what's going on. Uh, if you, you want to, yeah, you can't miss Dynamite. Even if, if it's a uh, a shaky Dynamite for a week or a bad Dynamite for a week, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. I almost said Forged in Fire for this, but that's just a different thought. <laughs> Agreed. You got to go back to Forged in Fire, man. That is a great show. Right. Underrated. Underrated. Uh, Thanks, Amber. Uh, This next one is from Matt from Jersey Shore. Hey, guys. Why is everybody, everybody, hey, guys, just say hello. Uh, Hey, guys. Hey, yo. Uh, Yeah, come on. Hey, guys. I listen to a ton of different podcasts, and not a lot of them do questions like you guys, so thank you. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, you're you're welcome. This week has been a crazy week in WWE Universe. I've read a couple different other sites grammar dude that wwe feels oh this is the sasha question okay i've read on a couple different other sites that wwe feels that they can clone mark's favorite air quotes oh you're a dick um (laughs) (laughs) sasha can be cloned and somebody else can have the same gimmick i have my thoughts but what are yours so essentially he's saying and I did. I I may have come across this. I don't know that WWE feels like Sasha's was a gimmick. Well, yes, but she she lived it. Uh, Mercedes lived Sasha. Um, I think that's a, a pedigree from her family. A Snoop Dogg, this, that, and the other thing. She there's documents that saying that like she was called the boss and the legit boss in the family and everything like that. So yes. Yeah. Can she be cloned? Yeah, Razor, Razor and Diesel were cloned, and that went over well. I think it, if they bring anything with the word legit or boss and give it to, like, uh, Aaliyah or anybody coming up, it's going to be sniffed out. I, I hope your thoughts are the same as ours. One, I don't think you do it right now. I think the WWE Universe is too smart on that. Uh, I think the wool was pulled over our eyes on the fake razor and diesel leading up to them coming out. Once they came yeah. out, everybody was like, Oh Jesus God, what is this? But, uh, I, I think any mention of it, I think is going to be essentially a bad move And WWE. As you stated, 
does not need any more bad moves right now. Um, we got this week, just to roll into this, Jenkson, and you can answer. Uh, we've even posted it on the Facebook as well that Sasha got her lawyers involved. She was actually released a couple weeks ago. We don't know if the lawyers then thus, um, we don't know where Sasha is, essentially. If she's got a 90-day, if she got the full release, anything like that. I am going to say this. We don't see Sasha anywhere for a while. I think she may have friends. She's been called out by Thunder and Britt now that said they would love to wrestle um, Sasha in AEW. I think Sasha's got a bad taste in her mouth, and this is just for me, from pro wrestling right now. She can go make movies. She can. She does not need wrestling anymore in her life. She is that star. But they wrap yep. back around. Jenks, do you think they can clone somebody and make it just as good? No, and I'm not even. I'm not even going to spend a lot of time saying that because he took all my points, and I think we. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, you're good. No, that's perfectly fine because I don't think there's any way around it. Of they, that would essentially be doing a fake Diesel and a fake Razor at this line. I mean, fake Diesel had to come back with a mask and be Undertaker's brother. Let's be honest. But um, that's nothing against Glenn Jacobs. It's just the whole situation and how it played out. But to me, you, you're absolutely right on all fronts. And actually, that was one of the questions that I got from Mucci was is Sasha AEW bound. I think they can't, A, they can't come back and just put somebody as a legit boss right away. They're going to try it at some point, probably in the next year, they're going to try it. And that person's going to be absolutely destroyed and booed by it. So they're, that person, whoever ends up taking that on, because there's going to be somebody that says it's an opportunity. I'm going to go for it. God bless them. Cause they're going to get eaten alive by the crowd. There's nobody that can replicate what Sasha did. You were right. She lived, breathed it. She ate by it. She was the legit boss. And I don't think anybody could take that away from her because that's who she was as a person. That's who we have grown to love as a performer in that aspect. Does she show up in professional wrestling? Mark, I would agree with you. It's not right away. I do think, though, in some aspects, this could be a CM Punk moment in the making. Yes. But I think it's a couple years down the line. AEW reaches out. They set up something in Boston, Massachusetts. They keep alluding to a legit boss coming. Uh, they allude to a massive superstar. They allude to her coming, and Mercedes comes out in Boston, because she's originally from Boston, Massachusetts, people. She's going to come out in Boston to just eat the crowd alive, and they're going to give her a live mic for 10 minutes. Yep. I think. I hope. I agree. Yeah. I, I would hope. Now, if she comes back sooner, because maybe we're wrong, I think she's got a lot going on in Hollywood with Star Wars franchise. She's acting a lot. You know, she has famous connections. She can do a lot in Hollywood right now. Um. And I think that's part of the reason they did grant her her releases because she had that leverage. And I think to that aspect of it, if it somehow comes back, she comes back sooner rather than later because she does have a love for this business and a passion for this business. I think it would be more like a scenario of Brian Danielson or Adam Cole walking out and all in 
or at a pay-per-view at the very end or at the end of a match or something of that nature. But I think for myself, I think it's more down the line. I think it's a year or two out and it would be a CM Punk centric moment in AEW. I don't think she comes back to WWE. Ever. Nope. Yep. There's some bridges that are just burnt. I agree. Exactly. So that's Matt from Jersey Shore. Next one uh, was actually asked to me at the ballpark when I was getting food. And I I said, I'll write it down. Um, So it's Katie from Dubois, Pennsylvania. Get ready because I'm going to piss Katie from Dubois, Pennsylvania off. Are we getting any surprises at Forbidden Door? Uh, Katie, we'll do predictions next week for Forbidden Door. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I'm going to agree, but I'm also going to say this. I don't think it's anybody outside of the two companies involved. Agreed. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I agree. But we'll see. But predictions next week, Katie. (sighs) I I don't know if I'm going to see her today or not, but all right. Um, Yeah, I know. Gus from Ohio. I'm an old school wrestling fan, but I watch some of today's products. What are your thoughts on jobbers? First off, um, being around a lot of wrestlers and talking to a lot of them. Um, I hate the word with them now because I feel like it, not that I'm in the business, but I've talked to enough of them. They really do like enhancement talent. Uh, jobbers is an old school word. They like throwing it out. Right. So let's use enhancement talent, but Gus, I'm not correcting you. You speak your way. Um, I feel, I feel it told more of a story in the eighties to have the stars beat someone quick and then have a great announce table segment and do a good interview for their feud. Nowadays, the talent mid-level are openers, closers, and they talk too much. Well, I understand. And I think we talked about this when we were talking about Wardlow. Uh, We might have jumped the gun on this. I think we're using them too much in too many different roles right now. Do we need... Iron Mike Sharps and Barry Horowitz's and uh, people like that. Yes. Yes. Because then not only do the stars, let's say Jericho and MJF and uh, Riddle and people like that, they get accustomed to it. We still know who's going to win the match. When Otis is out there against Randy Orton or uh, Roman or something, please, we know who's winning. Uh, I'm unless there's shenanigans involved. If it's just a straight one-on-one match, we know. I wouldn't mind if there's a Hansman talent. We get the match over, have a big squash, boom, roll them out. But with them building up AEW Dark and stuff like that, I think it does hurt them. And one that I will always bring to mind, Dante Martin gets squashed, but then next week he gets a... TNT title match because one was on dark that maybe everybody doesn't watch, but everybody he's getting wins on dynamite. I, I don't know. They don't know what's going on with Dante Martin. Like he's in high profile matches, but he never wins on TV. Yeah. So I agree with Gus. I think we do need more. That was a long answer, by the way. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, I, I would completely agree. I think, at the end of the day, we, I think the magic of enhancement talents has lost, has been lost because there's one instance 
that I remember, and you can argue with me if you think it's enhancement or not, but there's one instance at the time where it was such a big monumental surprise that nobody thought it, saw it coming. And I'm going to whoop him into this content, even though he grew into a star. I go back to Santino. Razor Ramon. Oh. No, well, Santino's good, but I'm going back to Razor Ramon, one, two, three kids. Yep. X-Pac, Sean Waltman, whatever you want. That win blew the roof off the joint. Nobody was expecting it. Nobody thought it was going to happen. They thought it was a squash match for Razor, and he lost the match. I think if it's done correctly, I'm not saying they need to go out every week and give one of these guys a win on national TV along those lines, but I think if it's done correctly, it can almost shotgun or explode a talent that you really love and put them in a better position than because arguably I think both Scott Hall and Sean Waltman won from that scenario. Oh, agreed. Both grew from that scenario and it enhanced both of them. So I think if it's done correctly, it's great. But I would also, I also believe that nothing is, they're just lost in mystique because it doesn't ha- carry the same weight as it used to. So I, I would be in the agreement of saying it's just not, not what it used to be. And enhancements are just there as, I don't want to say disrespect them as a body, but it's just, they're there to just be there. There's nobody, there needs to be a little bit of a shock and awe value with them. Um, but I, they're just nowhere near that right now. No. I agree. Uh, Gus from Ohio, thank you. I have one more, if you have any, and it's actually the one from Cody. Do you do you want to hold that? Do you have one more or anything? Let me see here. Um, there's a joke one. I have one more. I think this is a good question. I'm not The Cody one I'm not sure of right now. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, I, I have it. Okay, you got it. Okay, good. Oh, paraphrased, uh, this, but I have it. Okay, as long as you got it. So this one was actually interesting from Dan. Um, and this is centric around Keith Lee. Why do we think Keith Lee's not being pushed to the superstar level that he's capable of? That's a great question. That that really is. Like, he was brought over and everybody went nuts when he came yeah. out. And now he's just, is he lingering in a tag team? Um, essentially, we're getting him against Swerve real quick, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, who needs the bigger win there? They're both really fresh in AEW. They both need a win because they just put it on the back burner. I don't know if I have an answer yeah. to that. I, I don't know if I have an answer why he's not being pushed. But I will answer to what you just asked. Who needs to win? I think Keith Lee needs it more than Swerve. Because Swerve, I think, has been more established in AEW than Keith Lee has. Swerve, in my opinion, I think he's done more to prove that he's a great talent and can be a formidable opponent than what Keith Lee has in AEW right now, just based on booking. So AEW... Got Keith uh, as of right now. I'm saying this. AEW got Keith Lee for the pop value and have has not used him whatsoever. Yeah. And that's a shame. It really is. But he came in. So, he came in at the wrong time. 
And I, I hate to say that. I mean, look who was before him and right after him. Monumental. Yeah. I'm not saying better, more popular than him at that time. He had a huge comeback from Punk. He had Andrade. I'm, I'm throwing this all around. Like within months of him, Punk, Andrade, Adam, Brian. That it, it, where do you put this poor gentleman then? Yeah, I, I nowhere. I mean, he's not fitting into any title plans. He wouldn't, but I think he would be a serviceable opponent, maybe in the TNT title reign, maybe in the All Atlantic. But to your point, they've brought back so many high-named individuals. Keith Lee just, it was not good timing for him to come back. And I just feel like, to be honest, maybe I can't answer this question. I don't think Keith Lee can be pushed to a superstar level when you have that much talent already at that level. Yep. At some point, people are just not going to achieve success because you already have talented individuals in there based on when they fall through. Now you can make the argument that, hey, Danielson's not going to be too much in the main event picture because he put Black Bull Combat Club, but that's still taking time. That's still taking TV time. And you have Moxley and Danielson in that group together. And we didn't even think of this person for the pillars. Yuta's in there too. Yeah. So there's a lot of great talent in that little area. And that's a great story to be told. And they're telling it with, God, 10 other individuals between Jericho Appreciation Society, Kingston, Ortiz, Santana, you know, and them. That's a whole segment and a whole story that's being told. So that's a blockade. If you want to talk about the title picture, we got interim championships. We got Forbidden Door happening right now for blocking people. We have, and I'm saying blocking people, not in a bad way, but there's just so much happening at the top and so much happening on the card. Keith Lee just cannot be pushed because I think the blockade's in there, not intentionally, but he just can't be, he can't break through that blockade. Agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. Yep. All right. My last one. And then uh, we'll give the Jenks if he wants to talk about anything because I got nothing else. Um, This is from Cody. You've heard Cody on the show a couple times. Cody Hetrick from the 40 year dash. And he asked us this off air. But we're like, no, we're not answering it. With Cody, Punk, and now Randy. He didn't have Randy, but now Randy, because Randy is said to be, that report came out this week, probably shut down until the end of the year. All on the shelf. Who does it hurt more, AEW or WWE? Um, I kind of paraphrased that. He went a little bit deeper, but that's essential part of his question. So I thought about this for a while. I really did, Jenks. Punk being off air is not hurting them. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It, it, yeah. it Punk hurt, you know, we feel bad for him. We're going to miss him. But we know he's going to be back. He's the champion. We're getting another storyline out of it. They could wrap back around. Is it the, the path that AEW wanted to go down? Probably not. Um... Is it, it? I feel it's hurting possibly MJF if this was going to be a quick firing and rehiring and Punk taking over like we all thought. But even him being off now, the speculation is, oh, shit, did he really get fired? Is this really a shoot now? Is it a storyline? That's all being mingled around. 
fine and dandy. It's still buzzing. Yeah. We know Cody and Randy aren't coming back until Rumble, essentially. Let's just say Rumble to start the new year. Uh, I think Brock was brought back real quick. Like, Monday night, they called, hey, can you live in Minnesota or you're close to Minnesota or whatever. Can you please be there? Because we have superstars falling now. And maybe Randy was going to get the titles at SummerSlam or be part of a different heist. I think, you know, I think we both think that Seth was going to win it at SummerSlam anyway. And he doesn't even have money in the bank yet, so we may be wrong, but that's our predictions. But, like, it's set up that way. Yeah. They needed somebody else in the match with Roman. You weren't pushing Drew because he's fighting the the brogue the brogue buddies or whatever the hell they're called, or he's in this, he's in that. He's not around that title. It's Drew, and I understand he can always be around that title. You can't pull him from fighting a remote control into a champion, you know, right off the bat. There's got to be at least a pass uh, of you know meeting of somehow nowadays. <sighs> You had to bring Brock back. I I think they had to bring Brock back, and this had to happen this way because you just squashed Riddle. You just squashed Riddle Friday night. Why didn't you push that back? So it was, I think they had to scramble, and yes, WWE is hurting all around. Yeah. Uh, for me, initially, I thought it was going to be a tough one. And then immediately I'm like, this is WWE's hurt the most. There's no way around it. To all the obvious points you stated. Um, but again, to, also to me, and also my mind frame, what an opportunity to, even if Riddle was going to lose, build Riddle up for the next month and a half to have the fight at SummerSlam. Right. Let him have the shot at SummerSlam because then it's an avenging Randy thing. You had a great storyline built into it. Continue it out for a month and a half and get it to SummerSlam. I think it would have been a great story to tell. But again, it goes back to WWE's inability to want to build up those stars. And again, they they had to fall back on the last, on the only other person that could be seen on Roman's level. And that's Brock. Um, heist of the century, I think, is a given now because both these guys, I don't think, are hanging around past SummerSlam or nope. that long after SummerSlam. Again, because so, after SummerSlam, you have that null until Rumble anymore because everything yeah. after SummerSlam is wash and repeat. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you had an opportunity to keep the big four and keep it alive, and I'm not going to harp on it anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know, but I I, it lost its mystique. I know you did, but it, it lost its mystique. So now you don't have that big pay-per-view in the middle of that wall to build up to. So it's WWE full-heartedly and everything else now happening outside of WWE. Things are looking bleak as hell right now. Yeah, And I don't know what the remaining six months in 2022 are going to bring for it. But I'm going to be pessimistic and say it's not going to be any good. Well, we're sitting on the same table eating uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches together because yeah. I'm there. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be good. 
I, I think this opens up a whole lot of can of whoop ass or worms or whatever you want to say. I think it, it, if we go to and it, it ends up, you know, trials and this and that and more involved, I bet you there's stories that are going to come out that's going to blow our minds. And I'm, yeah. I'm scared. Because wrestling can I, be a dirty, dirty sport. Yeah. And it's it's only proving that it's going to get more dirty. Yeah. WWE could be dead and buried by the end of this year. Yep. New owner. New owner. Yeah. A wrestler's going to buy it. I don't know. Or well, well, that brings it full circle for me. If it's dead and buried, there's only one wrestler that can uh, resurrect it. <laughs> Very well. Uh, AEW, we got new tag team champions. Ortiz lost his hair. Da, 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 da. Uh, again, it would, it was Mark dropping a ball, but we really wanted to do a long, lengthy ass can crushers. Yeah. Jenks, you got anything else you want to bring up? I know you watched all 36 hours of wrestling this week, so I'm good. Yeah, you know, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, I props, uh, Osprey and, uh, Harwood props to them. Uh, surprised by the OC developments, but we'll see what happens going forward with the OC Osprey match. I think we already know who's going to win that, but uh, I need to know what's going on with Andrade, but that's time for another conversation for another day, I think. So that's all I got right now. Yeah, we can deep dive into those next week. I would imagine yeah. we're going to be very AEW heavy next week, just to let you know, with Forbidden Door essentially the day of. So, Katie... I'm sorry we didn't answer them today. We'll give you our predictions next week on the show about what we think is going to happen on Forbidden Door. Um, I, I think WWE this week is a lot of... Uh, what's the words I'm looking for? Close to home. A lot of safety net things. I yeah. don't think we're going to get a lot of pomp and circumstance. I, I I think they're going to be quiet. I would think. Yeah, I. Think I also didn't so fucking think Vince McMahon was going to come out on Friday night. Yeah, I didn't think that either. I think to that point, Mark, expect a little more wrestling from the product this week than actual backstage segments. Yeah, I don't know why, but I think they're going to stay away from them. To your point. So, all right, I'm going to edit this. I'm going to pack up and then. Uh, Guys, make sure you listen to a youth championship baseball game. It's the Keith Miller Memorial Invitational. That game will be on at 5 o'clock tonight on, I don't essentially want to say our sister station, because I don't know if Chad <laughs> wants it linked together, but it is because I'm on both of them. Uh, Slugger Sports Network on Live 365. Download the app, head on the internet, and just type it up, Slugger Sports Network, and you'll hear sports across the board. So super excited about that. Jankies, I love you. I love you too, man. Good luck with the good luck with the, all of it tonight. I'm gonna gur- go gurgle salt right now, and then uh, <laughs> call it a day. But that's one of those uh, cockle tricks. It is a cockle trick. Out of, yeah, it really is. Uh, so go gurgle some salt, uh, Himalayan salt, or just regular sea salt. Oh, Himala- we only have Himalayan in the house anymore. <laughs> we only have Himalayan. In- what you like sea salt better? I have Himalayan sea salt, oh. so I have it here too. Oh, so. you're fancy! You have the combination. I got the I got the pink stuff. We're good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. I'm a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. You are not a garbage can. I love you. <laughs> beep, beep. I love you too. Bye.